Hi, welcome to Talking Design. I'm Stephen Crafty at RMIT University in Melbourne, and I'm here with Monty Coles, a photographer who has had such a wonderful career that it's very difficult fitting everything into this one program. As I said to Monty before he came on, this might eventually be a series of interviews, but uh, an extraordinary character. Uh, he started in London and then went to New York. He's worked with people like Anna Wintour, um, just the best of the best. He's worked for, with June McCallum from Vogue for many, many years. He covers everything from fashion through to uh, interiors. He's really done the lot. And so I feel very privileged to have Monty uh, with us today. So welcome, Monty. Thank you, Stephen. You're very kind. No, I, I feel like your introduction should be longer. Uh, Monty, just a little bit of background where you started. You were in London initially, South London. After I left school, I worked in stockbroking for about seven years. Um, got myself transferred to Canada and then to New York, and I worked there for about three years in Wall Street, and um, met and hung around nightclubs basically at night. In the and 60s? In, in the 60s, in the mid-60s. And uh, from being in the nightclubs, I kind of ran into a whole different crowd from the people I was working with, and uh, it was much more interesting. And I kind of... Um, slipped into the uh, fashion world and uh, photography world and uh, uh, and became a photographer's agent and from there I picked up the photography business so uh, I've really no training. Oh, well some of the mm. best photographers mm. in the world have just fall into it and produce wonderful results. So what were your first assignments? In, within the first year I was traveling to Japan with Twiggy had uh, exclusive uh, rights to shoot for the English press. Uh, Twiggy and her boyfriend were friends, so they asked me to go along and, and document. And uh, that was pretty major breakthrough for me because before that I, I, I was doing some work, but uh, that really helped establish me with the, in the magazine world and got my name out there. I mean, it was a lucky break. Photographers uh, have lucky breaks from time to time, and uh, and you really need them. So that mm. shoot with Twiggy mm. uh, in Japan mm. really started things happening. Yes, yes, yes. I, I mean, I, the reason they asked me to to go with them, that I was already photographing for magazines, but uh, that that opened my eye to uh, to more of a street type photography, a more a reportage journalistic type of style, and uh, shooting on the move. And being so early in my career, it actually kicked me into uh, shooting kind of from the hip and uh, a kind of a loose energy would naturally come from photographs uh, on uh, the street. Monty, people have often referred to you as, you know, uh, a little bit like Bill Cunningham in terms of the spontaneity and shooting, you know, everyday people. Is that something you feel comfortable with or does it annoy you? <laughs> I do that now. Um, Similar stuff to Cunningham for my for my website, the the Loop. Uh, can I mention that? Yeah. Uh, yes, the of loop, course. The Loop L O U P E dot org dot org. Yeah. Yes, I shot beside Bill years ago in the uh, late sixties and early seventies when uh, I covered the Paris collections for English Press, and uh, it was a lovely guy, exactly the same way he comes across in the uh, in the movie which Bill I Cunningham. recommend everybody to see Bill Cunningham yeah New York and, and, um yeah he's based in New York he shoots for New York Times he has has a series every week Bill is a great character shoots on the streets I shoot on the streets but I also 
do uh, fashion stories, editorial stories, which really Bill has never done. Uh, he, he is different. I just overlap with mm. uh, the attitude. Uh, he, Bill is a bit different in that he jumps up and confronts people a um, bit like the sartorialist. I tend to uh, shoot from a distance with a longer lens and and snap those little kind of moments when, uh, when w w I really don't shoot people that look at the camera. So it's, it's quite different. Um, Monty, before we get on some of the images in front of me, and there's quite a, a huge selection of all these magazine covers from British Vogue to you know Australian Vogue to literally every great glossy magazine uh, throughout the world. Um, I'm just interested in the way you approach fashion photography to start with. I think we were mentioning before that you like to have women who are, you know, show strength in women rather than objectifying them. Can you... Uh, I like to be around people with energy and uh, when I'm photographing I like the people to models to uh, to be energetic and show some life and spirit and not lie around with their mouth open a bit like uh, some of the keyboard and stuff you might have seen he does that well I don't do that uh, I'm not saying I've never done that but uh, I'm not going to make a career out of doing that kind of thing I like a bit more vitality I like my women to be strong um, if I'm comparing my attitude to anybody a little bit in the strength of the women. It might be Helmut Newton, where um, women have some power. Um, I, I'm conscious that women are looking at my work because it's mainly fashion, uh, women's fashion photography. So I, I want them to feel good and I want them to feel strong. Have, have magazines changed though in the way they, they shoot fashion? Yes, it's a, there's a lot of contrived stuff, but there always has been. And there's a lot of loose stuff. It's, I think it always just about is, is, is always the same. Mm -hmm. um, the, the equipment's changed a bit, so it's much easier to do uh, stuff on the run and low light. And I, I love shooting in low light, ambient light. Nothing really has changed. Mm -hmm. The clothes haven't mm -hmm. even changed. They just keep going around in circles. Well, Flares, well, you know. High heels come come and go. So and, it's just uh, a matter you know, of getting a new take on an old look. Yeah, well, there's a whole new uh, wave of people, of course, looking mm. at the stuff. Mm. Uh, I, I actually googled fashion photography before I came in today, just to see what what it represented on the internet. And out uh, of the first couple of pages, there were only about six pictures that were from the past. As I mean, it is a fashion business, so. You expect it to change, but uh, really there's a lot of great old photography that uh, I still look at. And um, You mentioned Helmut Newton. Mm. Anyone else that comes to mind that you've been particularly inspired by? I'm inspired by some of the photojournalists. Mm. Um, Robert Frank? Yeah. They generally have a signature style of people that I like. They have a very strong... I mean, you can recognise their work immediately now. I'm looking at these images and, and they're taking me back to my past as well from the wonderful 80s. I'm seeing um, Sarah Murdoch. She's reclining on a lounge and she must have been 13, 14 at the time. What did you see in that oh, image? I think she's probably a bit older. She, um, she's, that's Harry Seidler's um, apartment in Sydney, actually. She worked for Vogue a lot. She was one of my favourite girls. I mean, she's, she's great. A lot of these people are still around that we shot for Vogue years ago, like Elle McPherson. Um, 
there's a lot of great models have come out of Australia and uh, let's have a look around uh, uh, Gail Elliott worked all over the world but actually she's English she just lives here now I'm looking at some of these images and they're really quite uh, extraordinary. I've got, I'm looking at, uh, looks like an 80s shot where women are wearing these large hats and brightly coloured clothes. It could be a, um, something very covers from the 80s. Yeah, that's a shot from the New York Times with uh, Carrie Donovan. Uh, I, yeah, I was lucky. I worked in America for years shooting uh, some of the catalogue work and I was lucky enough to work for New York Times. and. And you and also worked for um, with Anna Wintour, who's now... That was in England when she was uh, actually the, the assistant to Jennifer Hocking. And um, I knew Anna from going to the collections, and she asked me one day to, uh, to, to do a major shoot for her, which was great, and uh, she's gone on to bigger and better things. And you were, yeah. Monty, you're also telling me you've got one photo of her sitting in the third row of a fashion show. Yep, I'm going to put those on my blog. Um, I've got a, f a large archive of uh, stuff from uh, Paris in the 70s and some stuff from the 60s. Uh, I shot them for the English press and uh, Anna was always there with uh, her, her editor. Um, Grace Coddington was there and... Uh, if people don't know Grace Coddington, she's uh, artistic director at... Uh, uh, British at uh, American. Well, if they're interested in fashion, yeah. they should see yeah. the September issue yes. uh, and the other movies. Uh, I mean, I'm a fashion yeah. photographer, so I'm going to talk about these things. And yeah. Bill Cunningham movie. Yeah. You've also shot men's fashion uh, extensively. How do you treat a men's shoot rather than a, a women's shoot? Or is it? I like the men's shoots tend to be. I I, I try to bring out a sense of fun. That guys have. I, I, I'm not so big on the moody shoots. I tend to get my guys moving around and, mm. and not smouldering for the camera. There's um, for Maya. Uh, you mm. know, I, I get the guys guys with some energy. And basically, I, I, I'm about movement and energy. I started photography uh, in uh, the late '60s, and motor drive Nikon's were were really just beginning, and uh, so a whole new. Um, style of photography was 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 coming along after the big studio plate cameras and that style of shooting, mm. and so uh, it's perfect time a time of blow up uh, the movie that lends itself to shooting on the move and running around. So uh, I like that. One thing I've noticed in uh, fashion photography, in particular, is that often you pick up a magazine and you really can't see the detail of the clothing. I find it very frustrating when it's all moody and, you know, but you can't actually see the clothes. And what's so lovely about the images that you're presenting is not only can you see movement and energy, but you can actually see the detail of the garments, which I think is actually quite important. Is it something that we're losing or has we've got a bit sidetracked that it's become more about an image rather than actually showing the garment? Or you think that's always been the case? It's a mixture. The, a magazine would have several spreads, and and some some be, can be quite indulgent, and some can be quite commercial. Um, uh, the, I don't think there's any any set rule on that. Uh, I mean, some some fashion shoots are there purely for the uh, style of of what's happening, rather than any specific uh, item of or style of clothing. It's a, it's a mood, really. That. Monty, you're teaching uh, photography students at RMIT University. 
and you're obviously trying to convey to them a process on how to you know capture that special image how do you capture that special image what is it about you know one one image that works and one that doesn't i mean how do you set things up or isn't isn't it even that calculated is it just a very spontaneous uh, you kind of got to live in the style that you work. I mean, if you're having a fun time, then that will come out in your pictures. If you're, if you're kind of a grumpy goth, then you're probably going to take grumpy goth-type pictures. I find it easier to have uh, uplifting, fun energy, and, uh, and I would push the students down that way because it... it, it it gives the reader some some boost uh, of um, perhaps you know I should be having more fun too, and uh, perhaps if I buy that, uh, I'll have that kind of fun. Uh, but if you want to be a goth, you can kind of get a goth magazine and and you know do that thing. But the other thing that's interesting, uh, Monty, is that a lot of photographers get uh, categorised into a certain area. They just do fashion or they do you know mitzvahs and weddings and whatever they do you tend to do a broad spe- spectrum of work from you know contemporary jewelry through to um, fashion through to interiors you've worked for a number of home magazines for many years what do you think tends to link all those different areas i live in the way i kind of photograph it's kind of tends to be light and and um, with some spirit, I hope. And, and whether you're photographing jewellery or food or or people, um, I kind of treat them in the same way. I kind of, I go in there with a, a sense of uh, I mean, really, it's a joy of life. I just I, I colour energy. I mean, that's what it's all about. What's probably the most challenging thing that you have to do as a photographer? The things that always can stump you if you're not careful. I'm generally trying to take a picture that that I like. If I don't like it, it I'm not going to press the button. Getting to that point is hard, and 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 it could. It's actually quite hard photographing someone that's really beautiful because they've had so many images already taken of them that you you just don't want to do another just another one. I mean, myself, I would be trying to find another angle on them. I'm looking through these wonderful images of models uh, integrated in trees. It was something very much that uh, Linda Jackson uh, did throughout the 70s and 80s, and she's got an exhibition at the moment at the National Gallery of Victoria. How did that kind of... Did you work at all with Linda, or did you...? I've shot Linda's clothes over the years um, when I worked for Vogue, and I worked for Vogue solidly for a about eight years and which uh, which was which was great that because was the production June. values with Nancy Pilcher as a fashion editor and June McCullum and uh, we travelled a lot and uh, certainly would have photographed Linda's things I wasn't always conscious of whose clothes I was photographing because I'm more interested in in actually creating a shot that I like um, I've got to photograph the clothes anyway so I'm not yeah. going to get involved in 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 discussing the clothes too much yeah. I just want the feeling to be right uh, rather than getting into specifics so um, do you do you often talk to a designer before uh, I mean an image is taken and see where they're coming from or is it something that you tend to interpret yourself 
We talk about it. Also, uh, generally, I'm working for a, 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 magazine, a magazine, and so I'm working with fashion editors, and you certainly do discuss the kind of feeling we want. And then you've also got wonderful um, abstracted images. There's a, a, a wonderful image uh, here. It looks like a swimmer about to leap off swimming block. Oh, that was a series for Cosmo where they were, had a story of um, men in advertising, how men's bodies were uh, exploited in advertising. Uh, and that's so I spent a couple of days with naked men in the studio and um, it was fun. The guys were great. I, I liked it a lot. It's kind of easier than women because uh, because it's a whole new ball game, so to yeah. speak. Monty, in terms of objectifying men, is that something that's becoming stronger in the fashion arena or you think that's always been simmering? That was their story, not mine. I don't think they're objectified. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Monty, is what has been the most pleasurable time in your career? What segment in your life was the most exciting period? I love New York and um, living and working in New York with uh, the production values from that you have in America and uh, and England. But I love the, the travelling with uh, Vogue and um, shooting off to Barcelona and photographing about 30 pages with an international model. I mean, it's great fun. Mm. Um, this is something that uh, I talk to the students about, like, it is a fun business, and you're, if you can make it, you're very lucky, and uh, and it's worth uh, spending these what three years at uh, RMIT photography course to um, to develop some skills, and and you might get to go out there and make a living and have fun as well. Monty, you also suggest to students that they go overseas. That's something they really should think about. When Just about any photographer that's that's made a living out of the business has, has worked overseas, and uh, that way you'll that they would go over to work basically as a second or third assistant to in a big studio, and um, and take it from there. They are immersed in the um, in in the business, meeting people, networking, and eventually they they become the new wave of photographers but uh, there's a lot of Australian photographers have gone out there and uh, and made it in in Europe and America and um, it's different if you're an architectural photographer you you know you can make a living and shooting all across Asia and uh, some great architectural photographers but uh, if you want to be a fashion photographer you really got to go to the centers of uh, fashion Monty the other thing I was going to ask you is it is there a problem in Australian in the Australian media that you tend to get typecast that they say, oh, you know, you're this or you're that. Oh, he does fashion, he doesn't do architecture. I mean, I've encountered yeah. that a few times. Uh, that's changed. When I first came over here, I remember going into an advertising agency, a major one. No, actually, I was trying to make an appointment and they said, oh, we have a photographer. And they had a photographer that they would use for everything because it mm. was such a small business. It mm. was that you couldn't really specialise. So they, they had a photographer, we don't need another one. Um, and then one of the first major jobs I, in advertising I got here was to photograph the launch of the Datsun Skyline car. And I'd never shot cars before, but because I was a photographer, they said, yeah, we like your work. Uh, we've got to launch this car, help us. Which is, 
probably wouldn't happen in another country, but it happened here oh, a long nice time ago. And Would because, it happen here now? Uh, no. No, it wouldn't happen here now because it's too specialised. I mean, I, I, I took the car out and kind of treated it as if I was shooting a record cover. The car was on the wrong angle technically for the client, but they used it anyway because they, they, there was a point of difference. Mm. Yeah, I've shot some record covers. I quite like them. Oh, and, uh, and a fun one to do was uh, Brian Ferry um, a few years ago. With Brian Ferry. Mm. Oh, how fantastic. Mm. It must be very satisfying seeing some of the people that you photographed in the 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s who have kind of evolved into big names. And you would have seen them. I mean, Anna Winter was in the third row in the 70s. And then, you know, obviously she's now queen Mm. of fashion. Um, And it is nice, I would have thought, seeing people who you were connected with just blossom. One, yeah, connected with, yes, I've overlapped... um, with so many with, people. So I've been on the peripheral. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's another thing I I would like to discuss with Monty is that Monty always thinks that the image says should say everything, and I said in in before coming to the studio that I think the problem with photography is that there's not enough discussion about photography and why things happen and what are the the things behind the image. Uh, so we tend to disagree on that I- issue um, because I think that's one reason that photography isn't elevated uh, in this country. That it's so. Monty, you still think that we shouldn't we shouldn't have to we shouldn't be listening to photographers. We should no, be seeing their work. We shouldn't be listening to me. No, mm. fashion photographers uh, are, are again different from academic fine art photographers who, who who can talk about their work but fashion is just fashion it's just quite disposable but it's a load of fun and there's a load of work in it, 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 it for fashion photographers more than any mm. other branch of photography I, I would say but uh, anytime I hear a fashion photographer talk I'm kind of embarrassed and I'm a bit embarrassed now Oh, well, you shouldn't be embarrassed. You should be incredibly proud to see all this wonderful work. You actually, one of the photographers I came across, uh, and I did a book on, was Robin Beach, a fashion photographer who was big, yeah, big I, in I, the city. And you I worked used to hire Robin Studio in Thurlow in Square. Mm, mm, great white studio, good fun, lovely person. And again, example of someone that had to leave really to to shine. Yeah, well, she was. She, she hasn't off. come back. No, she's, she's based there. in India yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and she's um, she left Australia. Um, where do you see the industry going? Well, the internet's made a big difference, of course, uh, and I love it. That's why I do my blog thing. Um, uh, it's also uh, spontaneous, and uh, we're shooting have... digital, so the cost is not an issue. I mean, when I shot for Vogue years ago, they would say, okay, for each page you got three rolls of film, that's three times 36, that's 100 snaps to get it. Uh, I always shot five, that was part of the deal I had, I just couldn't, because I'm shooting on a motor drive, the film goes really quickly, so, uh, but, so it cost a lot of money. Yeah. You could spend thousands on film, but these days uh, it's nothing. It's digital. So there is a different style, but also it, there's just as much rubbish as there used to be. Mm. I suppose with having your own website, um, you can also be very spontaneous. You don't have to pu- run things past editors. I like that. Yeah. But you're the editor. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I only 
put things on that I like, of course, and nobody pays me to 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 put anything on. So uh, so I, I'm just kind of playing playing with it. Really, I don't know quite where it'll go. It'd be nice if I could uh, uh, make a living from it, but I I'm, I I do normal photography as well. So um, you know the 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 website is uh, is an indulgence, but. Uh, uh, it's something I want to explore because it's got a lot of potential. And will you be covering uh, L'Oreal this year? Yeah, L'Oreal Fashion Week is uh, behind the scenes particularly, and um, and I'll be taking some of the students. I've been talking to them about uh, in, in involving the, the photography students in the in the whole um, week, mm. and uh, RMIT Fashion students are uh, also part of Laurel and uh, actually since I've been at RMIT I've tied up the photography students with the fashion students so uh, the, the designers get photographs and the photographers get um, close to photographs so that's kind of a neat tie-up. I think that's actually crucial because a lot of designers need to see how their work's going to be presented in magazines in the future and get an idea of how their work can be translated or reinterpreted from their from their designs. Well, it's great having the, the photography students with their state-of-the-art equipment and studios just across the road from Karen Webster and, and Robin's um, fashion department, which is, like, as good as any in the yeah, world. Yeah. So, and so it's very lucky for my photography students to have them across the road and uh, and and building up a relationship and they can it's a win-win situation it's great with um, uh, students at RMIT do they in their photography department uh, do they tend to specialize in an area from the outset or they tend to get interested in area like fashion or food or architecture or is it just a broader area well there are different tutors that handle different things I'm only fashion students uh, studying to be journalists and um, food photographers, architectural photographers, mm. fine art. Um, I just do the, the fun, what okay. I reckon is the fun one. Monty, look, thanks so much for coming into the studio today. You've been with Stephen Crafty, Talking Design from RMIT University in Melbourne, and it's been a treat having Monty in the studio. Thanks so much.